On this week's episode of Cutscenes, Kansas City, here we come in episode four of The Last of Us. Let's get right into it. Video game movie podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie and TV podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesperance. And I'm Travis Colnut. And today we are jumping into episode four of The Last of Us. Please hold my hand. Yo, <laughs> oh, we're... that's the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. The, the title of the episode is actually Please I didn't hold my know hand. that either. I was, I was like, what, like what, what is it, Jacob? Wrong? Are you okay? Yeah. What, yeah. what's, what's the problem? We're here for you. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I had my 34th birthday and I drank a lot and I don't feel great today, but we're here to hold your we're hand. We're here to talk we're about that. Yes, hand. please hold my hand. Yeah. Let's talk about this episode of The Last of Us. Um, after last week's episode, where we were gut punched emotionally uh, about Bill and Frank, uh, this week we are more grounded in the mission that we have of bringing Ellie to a place with the fireflies, mm-hmm. question mark. We know things, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Um, but uh, this episode's very different yes. because uh, we run into some trouble, and it felt very game-like to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, like, literally, I thought about this right before we started recording. Is that this episode so far feels the most game-like out mm-hmm. of all of the episodes that we've had so far? Like, it felt the most ripped from the games to me. Like, in terms yeah. of just yes. like what they do, how they interact, the thing, like some of the scenes are like scene for scene like i i could mm-hmm. like i i haven't played this game in a long time and i could pick out some of the scenes that i'm like oh i remember this oh i remember that like mm-hmm. it just it's it's interesting well there you're talking okay. magazine in the car yeah and then what yeah. else what else was ripped just the, the car game? ambush thing is very it's very oh, samey yes. like her the the like she falls asleep and wakes up and you're in a new like city full of cars and stuff from being like in the open area and even just the action like her kind of going like him being stuck and her having to like i think it's normal it's usually a stat like i feel like i remember ellie like coming up and stabbing someone behind this was a gunshot Um, instead but like or or did she stab no she shot him it is a different scene where she shoots somebody um she does previous to that like I think somebody's on like grabbing Joel and she kind of jumps on his back and kind of like stab stabs a little bit, which isn't that, which isn't really remarked upon that much in the game. But yeah, the scene where she shoots somebody for the, within the, within the show, within the game for the first time is um, he's being like drowned. Uh, Um, Okay. I think it's in a, it's in a building. Like it's within like a hotel or something. Is it in the hotel that we saw? You're probably right. Yes. And he falls over the balcony and then they're fighting down there and then he's like, there's a lot more violence in the balcony, in the hotel area and in the game than what happened in the show itself, obviously. Yeah. It's like like extended after it's after tests and everything, but yes, it's, it's a different scene, but you know, the same idea, like the same same concept happens. Yeah. This episode had a lot of very video gamey vibes, like going through the walls and like leveraging her up through a, uh, a window to yep. unlock a door like it just and like it just felt very gamey this episode mm-hmm. so so no, yeah i noticed definitely. that too i'm falling more in love with bella ramsey as ellie with every passing episode mm-hmm. and the thing that we've i don't think we've said yet on the show is that like some people forget the parallels between ashley johnson and bella ramsey's careers even oh okay to 
to think of like, well, Ashley Johnson was a child actor, right? Oh. She was on Growing Pains growing up, the show with like Kurt Cameron, et cetera. I didn't know she that. She was the youngest kid on, yeah, so Ashley Johnson, a child television star. Bella Ramsey, a child television star, mm-hmm. both starring as Ellie. Like there are even parallels between their careers in that way. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it was to me that the gun scene of her just like pointing the gun at the mirror at the start of the episode of like trying to be cool where I'm like, oh, that's the thing Ellie would do. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. like going through the motions and um, like you said, just kind of like playing around, but also yep. she lives in this world where bad things happen and she's very conscientious of that. Um, it She still brings like this goofiness to everything, which... She brings levity to everything. Yes. Even though, you know, it's everything is terrible all the time, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Ellie is goofy and kind of joking mm-hmm. and, and sarcastic and flippant about things. And yeah, she nails mm-hmm. that really well. There's an interesting... I find the show, the the game fills me with a lot of dread. I find mm-hmm. the show, I feel a lot more hopeful. Like it, it hits on like hopeful notes. And I think the scenes with Ellie, the levity that Ellie brings in the show gives the show a more positive outlook. Whereas I felt like the game, it felt like everything was a negative outlook on everything. Like even even the episode with like, uh, last episode when we left um, Bill and Frank's place like as they were driving away I just had a sense of like oh like things are looking up like there's always like yep. they may get themselves into trouble but there's something about the show that I feel like there's there's a hope aspect there that it like it feels good I think there has to be yeah because so when you're playing the game you are you're having these scenes but there's breaks in between with gameplay yeah. Um, sometimes stressful gameplay, sometimes exploration gameplay, uh, but it breaks up the scenes yeah. where if if it's constant visual scenes mm-hmm. of misery all the time, it's not a place that you want to stay. No, right. Exactly. You're like, I don't want to stay around, hang around with these people. I think yeah. as for a show, I think you have to have a little bit more levity and it can't be just grim constantly because th- you don't get any breaks from the story. It's all story. And that's why like something like The Handmaid's Tale, I have a hard time really watching yeah. all the way through because it's just dark all yes. the time. Same. There's yeah. no Honestly, levity. that's a perfect example of like yeah. it's it's a little bit too you much have sometimes. To, yeah, it's too much. There's no break in the darkness. Whereas mm-hmm. the show is doing a really good balancing job of like, okay, there's some serious topics, serious things that are happening. But Ellie, like, Ellie just gives it a, a smidge of positivity that... Yeah. I feel like just illuminates the whole show that it doesn't feel like this down and dreary thing. And, and a lot of that is just like how Bella Ramsey is playing Ellie. Like it's just, it's just good. Like a lot of enthusiasm yes, like all the time. I love it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it works. It's, it's enthusiasm and it's not snark. Like Ellie could have a lot of snark and sarcasm. I feel like Bella Ramsey's is, it, the playfulness comes across as like more fun as opposed to like, Oh, that's a weird kid. Like, I don't know. Ellie in the game is still, I don't know. There's just like a lack. There's like a, I don't know, like a lack of positivity, like a, not a negativity, almost like a, what's that She's word? She's a bit more jaded in the game. I yeah. Think. There's like, there's a grim factor where like, 
you know, she flips back and forth between a 10-year-old and a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with, I think with Bella Ramsey's performance so far, like, we are we are a 16-year-old. Yeah. We are right. grounded all the way through in that. Yeah. And I think that works. I like it for the mm-hmm. show. This episode, it's weird to me because this had one scene that I think was one of the most, um, not stressful, but just like a tense, uncomfortable scene. Um for me, the most uncomfortable scene that, that has happened so far in the entire show. Um, but it still overall felt like a break after the yeah. last two episodes. Like it felt like, ah, it felt like we were taking a breath. Yeah. But I'm sorry, that scene where she shoots the guy who's trying to kill Joel mm. and then he is alive. Yeah. And she shot him in the back and he's laying there and yep. he's begging for his life. And that yeah. acting, I I didn't look up who played that that man but brian was that guy's name the character's name was brian yeah did such a good job of scare sudden flip to like scared desperation where he's just a guy and he's Mm -hmm. begging for his life and he's like yeah here's my knife take the knife it's a good knife like i don't care just my mom's just down the block like i'll just go calling for his mom i know i know and it's uncomfortable and ellie and they're both just staring at him and it's so quiet. Like, I don't think I breathed that yeah. entire mm-hmm. section. And I was just like, oh, my God. It was just really, it was harsh. And that's something, yeah. obviously, the game is very, very violent. Like, it's it doesn't shy away from, like, if you are, if you're bashing someone's head in with a brick, you you see bashing the person's head in with a brick. Like, it's horrific. Mm-hmm. But you still don't have the person afterwards. It's not, it's Begging. not a acting human begging for their life yeah. and it was it snapped into like oh that's a level beyond the game whereas yeah. a lot of the Did show that, is very game like but that was like that oh, never really is... happened right i don't recall no. something I mean, like this but there ha- are npcs that like call out when they're injured or yeah. like i'm sure they have or they'll like lines. shield their head a little bit and be like no no a little bit but not like this drawn out right dark especially for like, ellie's first scene. time at not first time but just like with joel especially like mm-hmm. having to make that decision and then hurting someone and they talk about it in the game t- or in the show yeah. too but like the decision for her to do that it's almost like it would have been cleaner if he, she just straight up killed him that's the like, thing if she had shot him terrible if she had just like her. shot him in the head and he was dead it, yeah. I was, you could have still had the scene afterwards where she's upset about it and he's like i hope i yes. you know wish you didn't have to do that and all that and it would they could have still done the same scene but it's more but traumatic because this of the way. way it went out yeah it was yeah. way 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 more effective for like as an audience too yeah you were like yeah that was rough like yeah. that that was a tough thing that just happened because it like humanizes the the guy that's gonna die and you're mm-hmm. like Oh God, like, no, he's not just some nameless, faceless person who's attacking them that you can kind of just like dehumanize. It's like, no, that's yeah. a person. And she's trying had to, to get by too. Exactly. Like, like that, and right? so like, yeah, it just makes it that much harder to like, oh yeah, it was good. And by extension, it, it humanizes the group of folks that are like set up as the antagonists exactly. in this episode, led by Melanie Linsky from yellow jackets mm-hmm. i knew her from two and a half men yeah yeah um i didn't realize she was from new zealand but despite thinking that like i'm not even fully sure about their motivations but i'm just like what is the significance of henry why is she trying to find henry here did you guys get that please explain it to me please help there's no henry and sam are two people from the game but oh henry and sam yeah mm, I'm but here now. Sorry. the thing is <laughs> but, but the we thing don't is know you what never get, the weekend i'm sorry no no but you don't get the like people 
like the backstory of as to why they're looking for him, right? Like yeah. you come across Henry and Sam as Joel and Ellie, but you don't yeah. see all of the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. So like you said, it humanizes the story as to like, it's not just like random, you know, yeah, random that raiders. You, yeah. That yeah. you have to just go and beat up for the sake of gameplay, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the show is doing a good job of giving everyone a human motivation which is interesting because you don't get that in the game, right? So it's just adding that extra layer that you wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, they could have just had raider people. And they were like, right. oh, they raid people yeah. and they and they kill them and they steal their shoes and whatever. And uh, that's them. But no, they made this whole community. Yeah. Like those people are part of this community and they're defending their area because they basically, it sounds like they um, overtook a Fedra QZ and they like yeah. took them down and then just set up their own little town with their own challenges and issues and like politics and and yeah they really really um just fleshed that out and it gave makes a it lot feel of lived detail. in yeah mm-hmm. as opposed the to just oh there's random in. scary people which is kind of which is scarier than random scary people you know yes. and then they're gone and then oh we defeated them and we're moving on it's like no no yep. there's whole group is people that was the thing that, and I hate to bring in up The Walking Dead, but I will. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the thing that they always did really well is that like every character that they brought into the show had weight, had they humanized them, and even the bad guys were still human beings. And I felt like this show did that thing really well. Yeah, it wasn't often that The Walking Dead brought in like nameless, faceless bad guys unless they were grunts working yeah. for a yeah. more developed enemy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but... uh but yeah, that's the thing. it's interesting because you're not getting that otherwise. Like normal, I mean, if you wanted nameless, faceless bad guys, you have the clickers right there, right? Like, yeah. you don't need the fact that we're like, oh, this episode made a point of calling out the fact that, like, oh, it could be humans. We're too far out for clickers. Like, yep. it could be humans that we have to worry about. It's in. It's another. It's kind of like we talked about. Like, it's bringing in another faction that kind of mm-hmm. another element into like what they have to deal with. But if they had done it too quickly, like in episode two, I think it would have been overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. So having this breathing room uh, to make it feel like, okay, we've established the clickers. Now let's establish how there's human raiders and communities. But yeah. Yeah. they're not going to be like the main antagonist for the rest of the show, I'm sure. But like at least the idea that like, okay, other humans you have to worry about, right? Mm-hmm. I was Zombies still, are boring. Zombies are boring. And people yeah, are yeah. worse. People are worse yes. than zombies. They're not mindless. Mm-hmm. You know, zombies are. They predi- know what they're doing. They're predictable. Just like mm-hmm. yeah. in the game, I, it brought me back to the game when I'm like, oh, yeah, zombie. Like you because you have to fight, you know, the infected differently than you fight people because the people will organize and they will yep. flank you and they'll come around behind mm-hmm. you and your head is on a swivel because you're like, where, where did that guy go? And he's gone yep. and he's going to show up somewhere. Um, I will say this is the first time that I was a little confused. <laughs> and I might just be dense, but I was like, so they're not Fedra. Okay, they're not Fedra. But I was like, wait, and just the way that they were talking about Henry and Sam, I was like, what happened? What's going on? I feel like on? this lady's got it out for Henry and Sam, and I, I'm sure it's going to be yeah. developed. But she, so I'm sure yeah. they did something to mess up, mess with the community or so way. Yeah. And then there's a room in the basement of a building that has a like area of the floor that's kind of broken and moving yeah and which yeah, i think about? i know what that is i don't I know think. what that is but who knows maybe they're changing something because they've changed the infected a bit so i'm right. like maybe it's something else i don't know okay what do you think it is put it on the record i just think it's like a bloater like it's like the bigger 
yeah. infected. Under like, the I think, ground? I think we're leveling up infected here, you know? I see. Okay. I don't know why and he's under the ground. Yeah. Why? Right. I don't get it. Unless but. there's like a subway tunnel or something under there and it's oh. like, and you know, things are caving in. And they, I was just oh, like, and they locked them down there and they're like, no, we can get up this way. And they're right. like banging on the roof. I don't I know. I was just like, oh, there's a sinkhole starting. Yeah. What do you do? And I'm like, wait, we're in Kansas. Is there a sinkholes in Kansas? I don't know. But I was just like, sure, whatever. I was like, I, I really didn't understand what was going on in that yeah. like underground scene. Just a little mm-hmm. bit too much where I was like, I'm not clear on what's happening. And yeah. I have a, a knowledge base of what's happening. Yeah. So I was like, I, I, it felt the first time it felt a little bit um, scattered. A yeah. smidge for me. That lady. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. mostly because like of the way it was visualized to me is like because it looked like a giant heavy weight hit the ground. Yes. And the, the ground went down about six inches. Mm hmm. But I think the way we're interpreting it is that actually this whole area is caving in, maybe because there's mushroom or infected or whatever. Yeah. But I was just unclear of how it was visualized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. looked like something heavy had fallen. Yeah. And made this little yeah imprint. Like, Bloaters aren't that fat. They're yeah. humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, even like just. I felt a little bit like what's her name? Kathleen is the character's name. Um, yeah. Like she was so quick to just be like, Henry did this. Like, I know Henry did like, she just immediately yeah. started pinning it. I'm like, okay, she's got some sort of problem with Henry for her to immediately be like, Henry did all of this, all these murders and stuff like that. Boom. It's Henry. We've got to mobilize. And I'm like, Oh, like this doesn't sound good. Cause she's got like this personal vendetta and she's mobilizing all these troops to kind of like chase them down. I just did, I felt like the jump to like it's got to be Henry guys like mm-hmm. was a little was a little much but yeah. I understand that like it's not like these are people that are going to be sticking around long term in the show right so you got to kind of bring out the stuff quickly mm-hmm. I speaking of getting getting to things quickly I'm getting a little concerned because there are 5 episodes left <laughs> so I, I remember episode 1 Jacob you were like uh we haven't even left Boston yet yeah. and we have a yeah. lot of ground to cover and I'm like well you know they had to outline the characters and outline the world mm-hmm. and like that makes sense we are at uh where are we basically the halfway point kind of but it doesn't feel like that in the game like there's I feel like mm-hmm. the back half of the game is a lot there's a lot more as far as things that happen and characters yeah. and like there's a lot to do still and there are five episodes left and I yep. kind of know what the next episode is like going to cover but then it's like is that going to cover that section do in its you entirety? Know? I do. Well yeah. Okay. At least we know it's going to be probably the Henry I Sam mean, stuff. We've met yeah Henry yeah. and Henry yeah, yeah, yeah. and Sam are here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be you know how 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 much time we're going to spend or what's going to happen but we have a lot to cover with five episodes and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't want to feel rushed. I don't want to feel like we're rushing through each thing. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have slight concerns about how we're the end of the season is going to skip over a lot of city. Like we're probably, there's probably going to be a lot of sections that are just skipped over and merged into I can one. think of three, I mean four, yeah. large things that have to happen mm-hmm. that yep. are... Are you going to contain all those to one episode? That seems rushed to me. Yeah. Of like this week, Can I tell this is you... the thing that happens and we wrap it up. And then next week, this is the thing that happens and we wrap it up. Like, I don't want it to be like episode of the week type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you the four episode titles that have been announced that that might help you like figure out when things are going to fall? I mean, I think I have an idea, but yes, please. 
so they've announced the episode titles for five to eight. Okay. Five is Endure, Endure and Survive. Okay. And we know that's going to cover exactly what you just said before. Six is called Kin. Yeah. Seven is Left Behind. Okay. Ooh, I forgot and, about that. That's five big things yeah. we have to cover in five oh, episodes. Shit. Yeah. That's going to be a whole that's, episode. That's one whole episode. Be, and that makes okay, sense. Okay, that'll be another be small, like, within contained episode. thing. Oh, yeah. but, interesting. So then I, I have four more big events that are going to be contained within one episode each. Yeah. And then, I, I don't uh, know. Eight is when we are in need. So in my mind, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I know, like, Left Behind makes sense. When we are in need makes sense. The last episode, we know what happens. But, like, the next two episodes, they're going to have to cram so much yeah. in or decide that they're not going to cover just it. Covering, just covering, cut certain things, yeah. I yeah. guess. I just, I want their... Merge? I, sorry? Like, merge certain plots together yeah. into, like, You can, absolutely. Kind of I just don't... I want there to be the, like, room? little... Yeah, some breathing room. Some, like okay, like, this just happened, and, like, have, like, a character, you know, thoughtful, I love my, my thoughtful character, you know, conversations and everything, and I'm, like, I don't, I just don't want it to be very, feel very action-heavy, but, I mean, who knows, maybe I'll love it. It's been excellent so far, so who am I to complain, but I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm, have concerns. Arguably, nothing has really happened to Joel and Ellie in the last, like, when you did episode three, the A plot, nothing happened with them. Yeah. And then I would almost say the first third of this episode, nothing really yeah, right. happened This was a there. breather episode. It was. Yeah, it was a yeah. breather. Yeah. And we know with HBO, because of the prestige television, they can do whatever they want lengthwise. Yeah. So is there a world where episode eight is two hours long? Totally. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. This was only 45 mm-hmm. minutes. It was short. Yeah. Especially only doing a nine episode season for HBO, which is unusual. Yeah. Usually they do 10. Mm-hmm. So I do feel yep. like the last one will probably be pretty lengthy. Yep. But yeah. I could I could really see the last two episodes being mm-hmm. two hours each. Mm-hmm. Which so is So prepare yourself for it. Which is I don't mind I'm, I'm, a long in, episode as as long as it's paced well enough. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like an episode is like doing too much. I, I I understand that you can like cut the episode differently when it's a two hour episode and you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about like ending on that cliffhanger, you know what I mean? And you're not really worrying about like commercial breaks and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like it's just I wouldn't want to like let's jam pack okay like then again stranger things did it and like it was totally oh, fine yeah it. so like i don't know if i could uh, it's like a it's like i'm worried about it but like no nah, stranger things did it and i loved that so like yeah. as long as it's you, paced well you can do any episode length you want as long as you execute it well yes exactly mm-hmm. i was secretly hoping this week we'd get troy baker i was I looking for him who, so was i really hard like, <laughs> like where's Troy? Yeah, where is he? Amongst that camp, amongst the extras, like mm-hmm. behind, um, is it Jeffrey Pierce? Yeah, um, Jeffrey who Pierce plays, who plays Tommy in the games. Yes, and he yeah doing a great job. And then, but I was looking behind him. I'm like, where is he? Where's Troy Baker? I know he's here yep. somewhere. Like he's gonna be mm-hmm. in season one somewhere. I'm like, where mm-hmm. are you? Where are you, Troy Baker? I didn't see him anywhere. <laughs> so I think I think he's with it with another group. Um, that yeah. we are yet to meet. Travis laughing at me being vague. Where are you, Troy Baker? Where are you? <laughs> I have a I have a thing that I want to talk about before we get to like the end of the episode. But a, a, a show concerning Jacob, you you said you had thoughts and feelings. Well, no, I I think that uh, I think we could go into Minmax yeah. here and and share okay. those thoughts if that works with you guys. Uh, Minmax is the and I'm gonna remember to say what this what this is. Minmax is the part of the show where we give you our maxes, the best parts, and our mins, the worst parts of the episode. Uh, so who wants to do that first, Katie? 
Unless you wanted to come in with something else. Um, my min is. I think, like I said, I I I was I was slightly confused. It felt a little scattered. I didn't get like a perfect handle on who these people are. Like, mm. are they aggressive raiders where they're like killing lots of people and burning all their bodies and taking their stuff, or are they like a mostly peaceful? until someone comes into their area like i didn't know what the vibe of these Mm -hmm. people are and like what their personality is as a community um and like they have a a doctor who used to work for fedra and they're interrogating him like does it happen a lot like what's they have cells that used to be fedra cells that they now use but yeah i just i didn't completely understand what this community was about and that's my men my min is is that specific doctor subplot where I'm just like why? I don't fully understand why mm-hmm. this is happening and why he is significant why we're spending time here and was he just a device to show that Kathleen is like ruthless? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Absolutely. Because if so, like, why did we spend so much of the time? Like, we could have edited that way down. Yes. To th- you contextualize her as being like, yeah, but you're my doctor, and then we don't need her to go back there. And like, it could have been just quicker. I just didn't understand why we needed to spend so much time on that. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I was like, I didn't get enough out of that to have, have for that to be an effective use of time. I still mm-hmm. don't understand exactly what this community is um my max is a pedro pascal smiling (laughs) it made me happy i was like oh he's he's smiling and laughing in spite of him being you know nervous and you know just everything's terrible but he laughs he he she won him over with her uh with her pun joke book which i was like oh they brought the as soon as she pulled out the book i was like there's the joke book let's go and they have like the Maybe this is my max, actually, is like the <laughs> progression of him being like, please stop. Please yeah. Stop telling yeah. jokes out of that book. Mm-hmm. And then by mm-hmm. the end, once we're going to sleep in that building and he's just like laughing and he's like, this is stupid, but it's what so the hell? Heartwarming. It's funny. Like, and like, I'm just going to let it go. Like. There's a lot of heartwarmingness. Like, uh, like I was saying, like there's like a hopeful heartwarmingness. Like there's yeah. so much yeah. positivity. Like it's just, I, I like it because I feel good. Even though I feel dread, I feel good at the same time while watching this because there's these little moments like this that keep happening. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, my, my mind immediately goes to then like, are they doing this? So they're setting us up so that they can just be dreadful. Oh, absolutely. Like, full of dread for the last <laughs> yes. two or three episodes. That's okay, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what they're doing. I was like, it's a little <laughs> moment of levity before awfulness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I covered my min. My max is actually, I want to talk about the sets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and specifically where the showdown happens. Uh, again, we're in some town in, in Kansas City and uh, we we're driving through Missouri. We're going to Kansas City. But I want to talk about like that storefront where they have the battle where they like take the car through the laundromat window and they're just in this laundromat and there's another vehicle like outside where they're shooting back and forth. And I just immediately was like, this feels so last of us and mm-hmm. it's perfect yeah between like the way the car was placed and how the like cars were placed for gun battle and then even like how I love old marketing too so like to see <laughs> old Doritos ads like it was some PA's job to talk to Frito Lay for six months yeah. to get old marketing mm-hmm. materials yeah and that shit just like is my shit we saw a so broke between- down Arby's sign Arby's I know yeah. I saw Which that is a, 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 yeah call back to the last episode 
Yeah. Um, just, yeah, that set was great. And I just wanted to call that out specifically because we know this was done in Alberta. Um, most of it in the wintertime, but like there's a lot of texture to the locations they're setting up uh, that, that come right out of the game. Yeah. Just like s- keep slam dunking it. Set designers, get Emmys, please. Everything looks amazing. Yeah. All these like broken down cars are like yep. just... Like- uh, how did they and do they're like, period appropriate yes you know and even like the highway with all the grass growing up in i'm like how do they do i'm like that's that's got to be cgi but it looks so good and i'm confused yeah. as to why it looks real and i don't understand how like it just looks like i'm like they couldn't have possibly done this like how do you get all that moss on that uh ferris wheel <laughs> oh no it's okay yeah. it's cgi but still yeah. especially uh, like, this episode felt really seamless between like yes. practical and that's and, the thing uh, yeah. digital like, add-ins. you can yeah. tell you can't tell the difference sometimes mm-hmm. where like the practical is so good and the cgi is so good that it just merges seamlessly between the two mm-hmm. yeah um okay i don't know like men wise we kind of talked about the stuff that was already the men's like i don't know if mm-hmm. i have much more to add to that um my max is okay i absolutely loved okay i talked about a bit about how this felt the most gamey of all of the like episodes so far when Ellie and Joel are running away from after they killed that Brian guy. You hear one of the other, like the hunters that discovered the body. They're like, we got a body. And then you hear him say, they got fucking Brian. And I'm like, that to me was ripped right out of the game. Like you just know that like an NPC finding a body says they found like generic person's name insert here and they just say that in the game and to me it just i laughed really like hard when i heard they got fucking brian because they just felt like such a game moment where they okay oh shit i didn't hide the body and another like enemy found that body and i screwed up and i just i got a really big chuckle out of that and i just laughed at the fact that his name was brian like it just because the game always has like just ran julie got shot like it's just random names that they just kind of throw out there like and it's oh it's never the same no one's ever named the same no but like clearly like some voiceover people just did a whole bunch of like all right we're just gonna start at the top with all these names (laughs) and just like oh they killed alex oh they killed betty oh they got julie like they like it's just like all these random random generic names and like oh they fucking got brian like it just no one actually speaks like that in real life it just felt like such a game to yeah. me like I, I, I it's my max because i loved it even though it's kind of hilarious so yeah i wanted to be a fly on the wall between craig mazin and neil Druckmann, like neil having to bring craig up to speed on the world and then them writing because some of them were written by craig some were written by neil and some were written by both and I just want to be a fly on the wall there where they're talking about like the texture of the world. Right. Because it's it's the stuff like we know what, what The Last of Us is. We know the general arc of what's happening. But to me, it's like all the ways that they're like coloring in the world mm-hmm. for probable future HBO programming uh, <laughs> that like gets me real really excited. Yeah. It's... They're going to do other things oh, for in sure. the world. It's happening. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys. Get ready for ten years of the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if it if it stays at this level of quality, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um, yeah. Before we like get into the end of the show, hold on. Travis has a min to do too. No, oh. I don't. I already said no. I said he I don't passed. really have much of a. He min. pulled a me. I don't have much. He wimped out. I don't have much. I don't have sure. anything. I don't know. What? Sorry, Katie. Go ahead. It's all the same. Um, I just want to talk about how this week was for me the week that. 
it felt like The Last of Us really just like catapulted to the mainstream in a way that I was not really prepared for. Mm. Um, Like up till Mm. now, I had heard, you know, a lot of stuff about the ratings are great and everyone's talking about how good it is. And it's clearly uh, more people were aware of it than beforehand. Was it SNL? Did it SNL probably is you? SNL, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So uh, even, and my Twitter is I'm getting bombarded with before this with like uh, last of us stuff and people talking about the show and I'm like, everyone's yep. talking about it, but obviously Twitter is a very like curated thing where it's like, obviously I am getting pelted with video game related things. Therefore a lot of mm-hmm. last of us show things. But Pedro Pascal, one, being on SNL, so he is hosting SNL, but two, the commercial teaser that they do does not have Star Wars, it does not have Mandalorian, it does not have Baby Yoda, it has a clicker in it, in the teaser for the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my brain kind of broke. Like, I'm like, oh my God, there's a clicker. Because Just like a clicker a has now become a thing that people and not even understand. in a sketch, but in the yeah. teaser mm-hmm. for the show, yeah. they mm-hmm. put the clicker in it. Crazy, yeah. and then also I, someone after the last episode, I got I got DM'd by a random stranger that's like wants to discuss my thoughts on the last one. I don't know. I don't. I can't tell. Sorry, if it's what? A, I can't tell if it's a real person <laughs> or a bot. I can't tell. I can't. I don't know. Um, but it was lovely. I was like, oh, this is so nice. And they they were like, oh, uh, interesting take. But I think this about that scene. And uh, but I'm really loving the pod and this and that. And I was like, that's so nice. And then I responded with like with a couple questions and I haven't heard anything back. So I don't know if it's a real person or a bot. I can't tell. <laughs> but if it's a bot, then th- that take was not on Twitter. So if it's a bot, somehow it knows what I said on the pod, but not on Twitter. I don't know. But in any case, but yeah. even your brother had nice things to say about like, not to be like, our podcast is good. Well, but like your brother, who like probably is not a gamer at all by any means. Oh, you know, he's into the game- show. Yeah, absolutely. I but, mean, he's, he, but is he like a gamer gamer? No, like he he he's aware of video games. Like he knew of The Last of Us, but he had never played it. Okay. He had started it a little bit. And even now he's like, you know what? I had stopped after a bit. But if it's if that the game is as tense as the first scene with the first clicker, he's like, then I can't play that anyway. So <laughs> never mind. Um, like he's a, he's a gamer, but like not like a hardcore gamer. Um, but no, he's in. Um, yeah, it just kind of like blew up. Yeah, it like broke through that mm-hmm. like mainstream thing. Now people just are like aware of it. The fact that like you said, a clicker can be in the like the ad like the ad for snl and people be like oh yeah that you know like that you wouldn't think that that would happen but like pedro's dancing with a clicker on tiktok that's when you know it's permeated culture yeah yeah even people who aren't watching it are like know of it they're like oh yeah that show the last of us oh yeah and they're like aware yeah Mm. it's it's although watching him break in every sketch i'm sure you guys saw it on your feeds too (laughs) just made my life yeah i'm like this is great More breaking, please. Oh, I love it. But yeah, I, um, mind blown. And then, yeah, my, the random DM, and I'm like, oh, either this is a real person or it's a bot. And either way, it's crazy to me. That means bots are doing The Last of Us stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I have a Last of Us a crypto project that I'd like to tell you guys about. Yeah. Where you have a thousand abort. percent return. Get abort. Ready. Abort. <laughs> Look, good time to abort. Uh, but better time for a game? Yes. Yes, please. 
Okay, so listen. Um, we have a, we've talked a little bit about the game, um, but I don't think we've explicitly talked about Naughty Dog's legacy in gaming and how they have been around for a long time and put out tons of bangers. Um, so today I want to test your knowledge of Naughty Dog and the games they've developed in a segment I'm calling Naughty Dog or Nah. I should really come up with more inventive titles for games, but, but here we are. Naughty today. Dog or Nah sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah Naughty right? Dog or Nah is ah. a good one. Yeah. So in this one, you're going to tell me, was this game developed by Naughty Dog or Nah? Okay. okay. Some, of the, some of them will be pretty easy, and then they'll get progressively harder, as we do um, near the end of the game. Are you guys ready? Uh, as oh, ready yeah. as I'll ever be. Okay, let's start really easy. Okay. Uncharted 4 Thief's End. Was that Naughty Dog or Nah? I'm going to wait. wait for Travis to answer. Okay, but is this a trick? Because I know that, like... They made naughty uh, uh, or they made uncharted games, but you picked one. Is the title wrong? Are you tricking me with the title is incorrect? <laughs> I promise you that none of these titles are tricky. All these titles are accurate video games that came out. Did they not make this game? Is now my question. I'm gonna say Uncharted th- for a thief's end. I'm gonna say that that is Naughty Dog. Yes, it is a Naughty Dog game. Okay, good. Yeah, that is a, okay, that is a Naughty Dog You're game. You're not trying that to is... trick me right off the bat. That's nice. Thank you. No, I'm not. And the PlayStation 5 version just came out in January of 22. The Windows version just came out at Christmas time this year. So, like, that is a Naughty Dog-ass game. Okay, good. Uh, so, 1-1-1. One, one, one. Uh, how about Uncharted Golden Abyss? This see, is a Vita game. See, now this is making me... Oh, a Vita game. Mm, now that tells me maybe they didn't make that. Because maybe they didn't. But honestly, I don't know. But see, this is what my problem was with the last question. (laughs) Didn't they do all of them? And now that you're making me question, it's like maybe they didn't do all of them. I'm going to say yes, they did. I'm pretty sure it's Naw. (gasps) Shit. Uh, This one was actually made by Ben Studio. This was not made by Naughty Dog. Damn it. Yes. Bend actually did a lot of the siphon filter games back in the day. Oh, okay. So they made uh, Uncharted for PS Vita, and their last game was Days Gone. Okay, interesting. That other weird dystopian zombie game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a few more of them here. Uh, so obviously Naughty Dogs, before they got into these like epic blockbuster-style games in the 2010s, they have a legacy of developing some great character action platformers collectathons there's many names for them uh did they make spyro the dragon though (gasps) Mm, i'm gonna say yes for some reason that feels right to me nah shit who made uh spyro ah i don't is it i'll give you a bonus point if you naughty dog uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not naughty dog it's not damn it i um I'm wrong. I'll give you an extra point if you get this. I'm wrong, but I'm going to throw out Toys for Bob. Toys for Bob is a good guess. Thank you. Um, Toys for Bob made the uh, Skylanders games Mm -hmm. and then now is the main Spyro developer, but it was actually Insomniac. Oh, what? Yeah. Insomniac created See, I knew Spyro had something that made, like, I knew that there was a link somewhere with one of the big games that, like, the big... Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Huh. Yep. Insomniac made the first three Spyro games before See? moving to Ratchet and Clank. See. Wow. Yeah. I thought. Uh, so I've got a few more here. Um, Crash Bandicoot 
was that Naughty Dog? Oh, see, no. I'm going to say yes. Yes, that's a Naughty Dog game. Uh, yes, that okay, is Naughty see? Dog game. Okay. You can actually play it in Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Okay, that see, I knew I wasn't too far off. So we are, I believe, 4-2 Katie right now. Um, I've got four more here. How about Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy? Do you remember Jack and Daxter? Yes. Was that Naughty Dog? Katie, you go first this time. I'm pretty sure that's... that. Yeah, yeah, that's Naughty Dog. Um, I think they made all the Jack and Daxter games, but I'm not 100% sure, but I will say yes, Naughty Dog. I will say no, just so it doesn't seem like I'm copying Katie. Uh, they did make Jack and Daxter yeah. the precursor legacy. Damn it. So it is now 5-2 Katie. <laughs> How about Jack X Combat Racing? The oh, PlayStation you. 2 racing game that came out at the end of the Jack trilogy. Let's you see, would they make devil. a racing game? That's like a whole, if they're doing a bunch of platformers and stuff, and now you're going to make a racing game? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. no. The, the last, I, I, I honestly do not know. The last repeat was the opposite of the last. So I'm going to say it's right. Naughty Dog. Just to mix uh, it up. This one was made by Naughty Dog yes! as well. <laughs> <laughs> Even Katie's my gut absolutely is crushing. wrong. Oh, man. And the fun part is the director of this game was actually Amy Hennig. Oh, oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Very nice. And for those of you at home, Amy Hennig, uh, did the, a lot of the story behind the Uncharted games. Uh, she wrote on Battlefield Hardline. Um, and then famously, she was on Star Wars 1313 that got canceled. Let's just not talk about that. <laughs> I mean, she has a Marvel game coming out at some point. She's writing that Captain America Black Panther game, right? Yeah. What? Man, that Star Wars game. The one that got away. Oh. Yeah. I've got two more. Uh, and this is just for funsies now because Katie's crushing it. Um... Rings of Power. Did they make a game called Rings of Power? Is it based on Tolkien? Is it not based on Tolkien? I was going to say, is the the sequel. (laughs) Is it just a game named Rings of Power? Did I make it up? I'm going to say... No, you said all of them are real games. All of them are real games. So I'm going to say yes, they did make this just because... I think nah. Damn it, Katie. Uh, so they made a game called Rings of Power that has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I didn't think nice. it had anything to do with Lord of the Rings, but hmm, interesting. It just so happens to be called Rings of Power, and it's their first console game that they ever made. Okay. And their first game as Naughty Dog. Interesting. Last one, Math Jam. Did they do a game <laughs> called Math Jam? You know what? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, they didn't. And I think it's because... I'm willing to bet this is the game that they made before they became Naughty Dog because knowing Jacob, he just said that. So I'm like, okay, he just said that was Rings of Power was the game that they made as Naughty Dog. Maybe it's the same studio made Math Jam and then, but it wasn't titled, it wasn't Naughty Dog as the studio. He said first console game for Rings of Power. I think this is a Naughty Dog game. I think this is like the second game they ever made. Are we trying to like, you know, meta Jacob's? Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Always. Yeah. Always. Did you see me smirking the whole time you were talking, Travis? What? So I I have to give you both points here. Oh. Because. Were uh, they not technically called Naughty Dog yet? So Travis like knows me too well at this point. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> he literally meta to my meta game here where <laughs> it was an educational piece of software they made for the Apple II in 1985 as jam software that became Naughty Dog. Oh my God, so I love it. I have to give you both points. Yes. Here. Because technically win? Travis said no because yes, jam software. Mm-hmm. You said Naughty Dog. So you're both like, right. So I you said both get no points. because it wasn't titled Naughty Dog. I clear. I, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Technicality. So I'll give you the points. You both get points, points even though one of you was maybe wrong. Mm. Uh, so look, in this case, we had eight questions. Katie, you got seven out of eight. I'm, this uh, is yeah. still a win for me. <laughs> so you're our victor today. Travis, you got four. So you didn't do that. I bad. still feel like I won. Uh, you won in your heart, and that's, that's all right. that matters, right? <laughs> well, hey, um, that's our episode for this week. Um, we've got five great episodes still to come. Uh, this week's episode airs on Friday, uh, but we are going to do our normal Thursday release date. Um, so you can... Uh, You'll have to wait a little while. You have to wait six days to get an episode, but we will be here. If you've made it this far and you like the show, do us a couple favors. First, send it to a friend because that's how people hear about podcasts. Uh, people start DMing Katie because of that. So, yeah. like, please <laughs> d- send Katie DMs. I don't know. Should I, I suggest that? I saw a DM in my mailbox and I was like, oh no. Oh no. What's this going to be? Someone's coming for me. And then it was lovely. And then I was like, mm. oh, that's so nice. And then I replied and then I didn't get anything back. And I was like, this might that might not be a real person. So I don't know how I feel about it anymore. But still, it was not a bad experience. So, yes. So, so let's do this then. Leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. And then if you do, send it to Katie in her DMs <laughs> and let her know that it's done. <laughs> And we'll see how many reviews we get. Um, and then, uh, and yeah, send it to a friend. So that's how people hear about podcasts. Uh, you can find all things cutscenes at cutscenes underscore pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, you can find me at Jacob Accord, J A C O B M C C O U R T on Twitter. You can find Katie at Les Barak, L E S P E R A K. And you can find Travis on Twitter as well at Travis Colnut. I figured I'd just do it for you guys this week. Thank you. you. Oh, thanks. You spared us our weird, uncomfortable self-pitching because we're terrible Here's my Travis impression of it. Ready? Now I'm on Twitter. I'm Travis Coolnut. Yeah. You can find me there. (laughs) That's that's perfectly accurate. Yes. I've been sorry. I've been called out. So called out. Oh, my God. I'm going to go dig myself into a hole right now. (laughs) No, it's very cute. Don't worry. (laughs) <laughs> um, or we end the show with a quote from the episode that we just watched normally um, so let us give you that right now what am I even eating that is 20 year old Chef Boyardee ravioli that guy was good I actually agree <laughs> are you laughing at my at my uh, attempted Pedro, low yes. voice yes they're so yes. good both good. good oh my fantastic God. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I was going to try to spell my name today. (laughs) Did I really just (laughs) trample on that? (laughs) I thought about it. I was like, I should, should I spell my name today? And then you did it for me. And I was like, I don't have to do it. Oh my God. I don't have to make that decision. Yep. Taken away. I love it. I wonder if Chef Chef Wired tweeted about it. They they must have. Their marketing department's been ready for this for six months. Did they tweet about it? Oh, they haven't tweeted since 2020. Oh, Oh, that's so sad. Oh, no, no. They're replying to people. Oh, they they just haven't haven't sent out their own tweet. Wow. 
Yeah, no she, tweets on the main feed since uh, well, they have a pinned tweet about healthcare. Interesting. That's weird. Oh, oh no, no, it's about Hunger Action Month. Uh, yeah, Chef Boyardee yeah. is slacking on their their Twitter feed on their social yeah, media. Yeah. Okay, Shh. listen, Chef Boyardee marketer, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, this is your time to relaunch your Twitter. If you need consultation on it, please get in my DMs. I don't know. I'm an idiot. You, oh, it's here. The it's joy here. on okay. your face if that actually happened. Oh my god, oh my you would god. light up. Look, if a Chef Boyardee, I, I can't even eat Chef Boyardee, <laughs> but if a Chef Boyardee marketer reached out to me and wanted to know what the hell is going on, that would make my freaking life. Oh my god! Literally, you would light yeah. up. Yes. Yeah, I would. So mm. there's there's your call. If anyone knows anyone at Chef Boyardee, please send them the show and say a guy is weird and wants to talk to you. <laughs> a guy is weird. Uh, yeah, this, this weirdo wants to talk to you. Um, what am I even eating? Cutscenes of video game movie podcast.